This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1752, How to Create Sustainable Money Habits, part two, by Liz of frugalwoods.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Happy Kwanzaa if you're listening in real time and celebrating today. This is the show where I narrate posts from thought leaders in personal finance every single day of the year in 10 minutes or less. But today's post is actually a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, it'd be best to listen to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 1751. But if you're all caught up, let's finish up this post and continue optimizing your life. How to Create Sustainable Money Habits, Part 2, by Liz of frugalwoods.com. Make money management simple. For the most part, being good with your money means being simple with your money. Only buy stuff you need and live below your means. Avoid buying things you can't afford or don't need. Don't fall victim to lifestyle inflation. And save and invest your surplus money every month. Plan for the long term. That's pretty much it. But most of us get hung up on the whole avoid buying things you can't afford or don't need part. It's not something to feel guilty or embarrassed about. It's just something to be aware of. Find ways to change your behavior and your routines to enable you to simplify how you manage your money. You might need to start going to a different grocery store, one that doesn't tempt you with their colorful displays. I'm looking at you, Trader Joe's. You might need to avoid going to your favorite shop where you always find the perfect dress or cardigan or pair of flats. If you don't know it's there, you can't buy it. You might need to unsubscribe from sale and promotional emails that tempt you to shop online. If you can't click it, you can't buy it. You can also play tricks on yourself, such as a game I like to call Go Places Without Any Money. When we lived in the city, Mr. Frugalwoods and I used to leave our cash and credit cards at home when we went on strolls around town. With no money on us, we couldn't pop into a cafe for a latte or buy a cute dish towel we saw in a shop window. It's a basic, effective way of keeping yourself in line. Mistakes happen. The goal is not perfection. The goal is consistency. Avoiding temptation and following your routine aren't always possible. I recently spent no less than $50 at a CVS pharmacy due to an ill-advised but unavoidable roaming of the aisles with my two sick children while waiting for their prescription for said sickness to be filled. This was a deviation from my routine in many, many ways. I never shop with the kids if I can help it. I never shop at CVS if I can help it. I never go anywhere with sick kids if I can help it. And I never shop without a list. Oh, this was a listless roam, let me tell you. As fate had it, Mr. Frugalwoods was out of town and I had to go to CVS to get their prescription filled and they do not have a drive through pharmacy pickup. And we had to wait for the prescription, and it was two degrees outside. The perfect recipe to induce impulse buying. And I was not buying necessities, people. I bought a balloon for my kids. I bought a bag of chocolate chip cookies, the really soft gourmet kind, for myself. I bought hand lotion. I bought fruit for the kids. I mean, it was ridiculous. So I don't write this from a place of perfection. I write this from a place of knowing what can work over time because 
I used to spend $50, $100, $150 at places like CVS and Target all the time, all the time, like every week. Once I brought awareness to this excessive spending by tracking my expenses every month, I realized I was roaming the aisles of these stores buying unneeded stuff that seemed like a good idea in the moment. Since coming to this realization, I avoid going into these stores. Again, this tactic boils down to the removal of temptation. I can't buy what I can't see. Frugality and wise money management aren't about doing things right all the time. Rather, they're about setting up guardrails and guidelines around your money that are easy for you to follow most of the time. When you do break a rule you've set for yourself, notice it, acknowledge it, readjust your habits and routines as needed, and move on. We're not going for perfect here. We're going for consistent and easy to follow. Clarify and declutter. Clarify your priorities. Spend money on things related to those priorities and eliminate spending that's counter to those priorities. Declutter your home and your mind. Pare down what you own and what you think you need. Pare down what matters so that you can identify and work towards what matters most. If everything is important, then nothing is important. Similarly, if your house is overrun with stuff, you might as well own nothing because you can't find anything for all the mess. My reasons for not buying stuff aren't solely related to saving money. They're also related to a desire to not own too much stuff, a desire to reduce my carbon footprint, a desire to eat healthy foods, a desire to model non-excessive consumption for my kids, and more. Slice away at your spending and your possessions to let the best rise to the top. Do away with everything that's an unnecessary distraction and reap the benefits of lowered spending decrease stress, and more time, space, and peace. Summary. Know your priorities and goals. Set clear rules for your money and follow them. Aim for consistency, not perfection. Avoid paralysis by analysis. Don't drive yourself crazy debating purchases. Instead, rely on the guidelines you've set for yourself until those guidelines become automatic and habitual. Make small incremental changes you can stick to. Simplify, clarify, and declutter. Your priorities, your mind, your physical surroundings. Let the important stuff rise to the top and eliminate everything else. And managing your money well is ultimately about creating habits that work. Habits that stick. Habits that are easy to follow that make you proud of yourself. You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Create Sustainable Money Habits by Liz of frugalwoods.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, 
Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. I'd like to add here that the process of forming sustainable money habits really starts with shifting your beliefs about what is possible. If you believe you'll always be broke, you are less likely to take the actions necessary to improve your situation. But if you see it as fixable, you're empowered to take action. And action over time leads to healthy money habits. And healthy money habits over time create financial independence realities. The phrase thoughts become things sounds so woo-woo, I know. But to me, it's not about magical thinking. There seems to be a clear process as to how thoughts become things. Your thoughts manifest as the words you say to yourself and to other people. And when you say these words enough times, they solidify as beliefs. I think you need to truly believe something on a deep level in order to take confident, consistent action. So when it comes to your finances, if you don't truly believe that the little thing you waste money on every day is going to make that much of a difference to your finances, you may be able to use willpower for a little while to resist, but you'll likely not make a long-term change. Same thing with your ability to increase your income. You first need to be able to visualize it and believe it's possible. This to me is where self-control and effort is required. If we put effort into changing our beliefs rather than forcing ourselves to take half-hearted action, it can make a big difference. When action flows from belief, it's easier to commit to that action. And over time, that action becomes a mindless habit. It takes much less effort to stick with it. These habits are the building blocks of our realities and habits are built unconsciously or consciously. This is why listening to a podcast like this daily can have such a positive effect on your spending and your ability to increase your income because you're getting to the root of your behaviors through your beliefs. And that's a wrap for another show. Again, happy Kwanzaa, and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.